And welcome to the Holiday Impact, the podcast that reminds you that you have the power to make a difference. I'm your host, Shante Holiday, and each week we'll explore the mindset, habits, and strategies that will help you overcome obstacles, seize opportunities, and create a positive impact in your life and your business. Joining me today is Keith. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me, Shantae. I appreciate you. So you know that I have been following your platform for quite some time, but for those that don't know you yet or as much about you, could you please introduce yourself and a little bit about what you do? Yes, uh, my name is Keith Herring. Uh, I am a credit specialist and a financial strategist. Um, I help a lot of people start and structure businesses. I also help them with getting access to funding to scale those businesses. Um, rather, if that's, you know, helping them repair their credit, um, building out their report so they could go ahead and get in position, you know, to get access to business funding, you know, so they could go ahead and get access to leverage uh, the things that's needed to scale their company. Gotcha. So I know you have your hands in a lot of stuff, but could you tell us about your journey of investing and coaching and mentorship yourself and like how that's been for you? Um, It's been a game changer for me. You know, um, one thing I understand is that your level of exposure determines your level of success, right? Um, So um, when it comes to mentorship, um, the thing that I like about it most is, you know, paying for other people's mistakes, right? Right. Um, somebody who um, is very successful in what it is that I want to accomplish and pay them whatever they charge, you know, so I could go ahead and save myself some time down the road. Gotcha. So what led you to invest in such a significant amount of money, though, into yourself? Because that is probably one of the things that's like the most daunting, right? You never really, there's no guarantee for your success just because you're paying to hear the game plan from somebody else, right? So how did you decide how much money you want to spend on investing in yourself and stuff there? And how'd you go about that? How did um, risk? Yeah, so I would say, I think it's just because of my perspective on money, right? Mm -hmm. um, I uh, value money the way that most people do. So I look at it as a tool, right? Um, I understand that, you know, money is not the goal for me. The goal for me is freedom, right? So by me, understanding that money is only a tool i'm trying to park it in places that's going to give me the greatest return right, uh, right. so a lot of people ask me they say hey keith man do you invest into stocks and i say no and they say why not you know and i say because i am the stock so um i, I bring back the greatest returns that i ever had right so I, i'm always looking to um find the right people um that i can you know invest into so they can go ahead and pour into me so I could go ahead and cut out all of the guesswork right um so ever since I did it and I got you know basically a taste of that my first um program I invested into was about five hundred dollars when I got in when I invested that and that five hundred dollars turned around and I made as much money as I did I said hey I wonder what would happen if I invest ten thousand or maybe twenty thousand right and you know over the last 16 to 18 months I didn't invested over 70 grand and the reason being is because um, I see myself at a high level of living and I understand if that's what they did to get to where they were at, right. I got to do. Right, right. Okay, I got you. So I know you have a credit repair business, right? So why credit? What made you even want to get into that? 
Um, long story short, the reason why I wanted to get into it because I never knew anything about it, right? Um, and, and what I mean by that, I grew up in, you know, um, in poverty, right? Um, my mother, um, I didn't meet her until I was 19 years old. And when I met her, she messed up my credit, right? Wow. Um, years later, um, I wanted to start investing into real estate. And I went to my first seminar and everything that they was talking about was leverage. They was talking about credit. And I'm like, man, what is credit, right? Mm-hmm. So I met a guy and he said, hey, man, if, you, if you're serious and you want to invest in real estate, you know, come by my office. And I said, okay, I'll be there. So I went there and he showed me everything about real estate. He pulled back the curtains. He showed me everything about it. And the last thing that he asked me was, hey, how was your credit? So um, I told him, I don't know anything about credit. I don't know what my credit is. So what he did was he gave me a phone number to a friend of his, a mortgage lender. And the mortgage lender ran my credit and he said, hey, it's not bad, but it's not good. Um, here's the number to someone else. Um, they actually look like me, right? Right. Um, what happened was, I met this guy. I told him, hey, I'll pay you whatever it is that you want um, to fix my credit because I want to invest in the real estate. He fixed my credit about six months later. I went from like the 600 to a 750. And I asked him like, hey, man, how did you do that? And what he said was, he said, I'm not doing that right now. And I said, what do you mean? Like, uh, whatever you charge, I'll pay you whatever you want, man. Can you tell me or show me how you did that? And he said, I'm not doing that right now. Oh, Um, What I did was it kind of like, made me feel some type of way so I made a promise to myself that day that I was going to learn everything I could learn about credit and I never tell my people no right I learned everything about it I started fixing everybody credit for free and it just happened to turn into a business Mm. when you say everybody's credit for free Mm. what does that mean exactly right because I know there there's power in having discernment right so when did you when did you start helping people for free and then when did you decide I am not helping no more people for free. Like how many is too many? <laughs> um, so um, I was, I don't know. I can't put no number on it, but I started with friends, family and things of that nature. And my pastor at one time, he said, I posted some results on Facebook and I said, here go, uh, you know, some results that I got for one of my bros. Um, and my pastor inboxed me. He said, man, you fix credit. I'm like, yeah, I got you. So he said, we need to meet, we need to meet up. So when we met up, and I told him, like, yeah, I'll fix your credit. He said, how much you charge? I said, no, I don't charge anything. I got you. He said, no, I'm not going to allow you to do it for free for me. Um, how much do you want? I said, $175. And he paid it to me. Right? He paid me $175, bucks and that's how my business started. So how did you decide on $175? Um, Why that number? Good. So I, I have a friend who um, was killing in the, kept in the credit space, um, he told me he was charging $175. So in the midst of me doing all of that, I was driving trucks at that time. I didn't really have an ambition on uh, starting a credit repair business because I didn't know how to actually do it. Um, right. But once he paid me, it's, it grew from $175 to $350 to $500 to $1,000 to 1800 and so on and so forth. Goodness. So... Hold on, help me out here. What? How did those numbers grow as to what you were charging, or is that what it grew to what you were earning? No, that's what I was charging. That is wild. So, what comes in like the high level packages for credit then? By how did, were you able to decipher those? Because I know everyone's different with how much they want to charge and stuff there, and everyone has different viewpoints in it, right? 
So like, how did you decide that charging a whole, like a larger number wasn't greedy? It wasn't like, what is just what you deserved. It wasn't asking for too much because it took uh, a long time. I st- yeah, it took a long time, but I started to understand the value in credit as helping people purchase homes and get vehicles and access to capital. But what did it for me to start charging more was um, the value that I was providing. So with me inside of the mentorship programs, I started learning more about, you know, digital assets and things of that nature. So everything that I was learning, I'll start putting it all in one package and offering it, offering it like that. So just say, for example, if I had, you know, digital products, courses, eBooks, things of that nature, I would go ahead and add everything inside of the package and I just sell it at a premium price. Jeez. Okay. So how long are your credit repair clients usually with you? Because I know even with my company and stuff there, it can be, everybody's different. Mm -hmm. So like, when do you decide they've been with you for too long and it's time to graduate them? Yeah. So um, everybody who signed up with me, they get up to 12 months if needed, but on, on average, my clients stay with me for about six months. Got you. Okay, cool. Okay. So if somebody watching you right now, they have a credit repair company and they are struggling with growth, with um, understanding how much of value they actually have to give, things of that nature, what would you say to them? Um, you're, you're very needed in this marketplace and you're understand your value and understand that your understand your worth and understand that so many people are looking for you to give them what it is what they need right and right. everything is about perception right so um just say for example when you charge a premium price you you're look you're looked from you're looked at different right just say for example if if you had to have heart surgery right are you going to look for the, the doctor who, who charges 700 bucks? Or are you going to look for the doctor who charged 70,000, right? 70,000. Right. See, the, the doctor that's charging 700 bucks, he could be the best person to, you know, do that procedure for you, but it's the perceived value of the high premium price. So when you charge a premium price, you're perceived as a premium person and, you know, that make them want to, you know, work with you even more. Right. I swear when you gave that example and stuff there, I don't know, it might just be me, but my first thing that came to mind was the people that try to go to the cheapest person to get a BBL versus mm-hmm. going to the top of the line doctor that they know they should be at. Mm-hmm. Don't go to the dark at al- you don't want to be the dark alley services mm-hmm. BBL wise of credit. That's what we're saying here, right? You want to be the top notch elite. <laughs> so- but heart surgery was a much cleaner version of it. I just don't know why that came to my head. <laughs> Probably. And you can see, and you can see it with a lot of women. You know, you could tell that they went to the cheap doctors, you know. Um it, yes. them, it, it put them in it put them more worse off in the end than it would if they would have went on ahead and made that investment. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, and no matter what anyone does, right? I'm sure you probably agree that if you're gonna do something, you might as well do it right and give it your all. And so if you don't look at yourself as high value, then how will anyone else? Right? Mm-hmm. So I love that message there for it. Now, when it comes to you back to like your coaching investing real quick. So how has investing and coaching helped you with finding your purpose? And can you share a bit about what that purpose is? Um, Great question. Uh, as far as how it helped me, um, it helped me a lot, right? 
Um, it, it, it showed me that it put me in rooms with high level people that when I, from a long distance over the computer, you would think that so many people are so far out of reach from you, right? You would think, man, how can I get to those levels? But when you actually get in those rooms and you see that they pull their pants up just like you, their hair is nappy just like you, you know, they had the same conversations. We, you know, we all bleed the same blood, right? It, it gives you a, a, a different perspective on life unless you know that you have all of the tools and resources and, and same qualities that they have to the to achieve the things that they did. The only difference is between the rich and the poor is information. So by getting in the rooms with high level information, it, it's, it's, it's a faster process to close that wealth gap. Got you, got you. And so what do you feel like your overall purpose is? Because I feel like, I feel like you found that and stuff there over the past few years and that you are so confident with that. So what do you feel like your, your actual purpose is as like a dad, as a business owner, just a husband, all of it? Um, to make it simple, uh, my purpose is to please God and serve his children. You know, so I am a husband. I am a father. Um, I am a provider, you know. Um, and I also, I just love helping people, right? So I, I think my purpose is, based off my story and what it was that I was able to accomplish, I think my purpose is to teach people that it's a better way to live in. Um, and it's much easier than we think it is. So, um, and the reason why I say that is because the way that I was raised, I was raised in a, in a, in a bad environment, right? Um, so I learned a lot of principles um, that most people don't understand. But at the same time, by me and investing into mentorship, I learned a lot of wealth strategies as well, right? So it allows me to take those wealth strategies and break it down in smaller terms so people could comprehend it at the level that they're at. So they can have the hope to go ahead and take action on where it is that where they want to be. Gotcha. Do you feel like because of your upbringing and things like that, that you are hungrier for success, that it helps you with execution and like going harder? Most definitely. Yeah. And stuff there. Um, Yeah, because I can see it. I'm like hella proud of you and stuff. I'm trying to keep clean. I'm very proud of you. (laughs) I'm still going God's still working on me y'all but yeah no I'm like absolutely just I think your story is so inspiring and stuff there with your background and how much you've achieved so far um what do you feel like what what communities do you feel like need credit assistance the most and stuff there and how do you feel like you are doing you are doing the best with your business to help serve them um as far as credit goes, personal credit, I would say urban communities, you know, poor, poor areas, you know, I love going to, into schools, I love speaking at prisons, I love going to areas where people don't even know these things exist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong, I love high value clients as well. Um, but the people that need it most is the people that don't know how to use it, right? Sorry. Yes, ma'am. Right. Okay. So how do you get the opportunities to go and speak at schools and prisons for those watching and they might actually own a credit repair business, but they might feel stuck and stagnant. And I remember one of the things for me um, early on, just getting started, there's not really a crash course in how to serve, right? If you don't have a church community, you don't have a whole lot of friends and family around you, and you just keep hearing the message, serve your people, and, and the money will grow. Just keep moving. Just keep working. 
And if you don't know a lot about marketing and stuff, right? How do you know how to serve your community? How do you know how to go out there to schools and prisons and things of that nature? How do you even set up those opportunities? Um, I would just say it's kind of like intuition. Um, but what I would say is that um, I had a mentor tell me one time, he said, um, the, the, the best person that you're qualified to serve is the person who you once were, right? So, um, so what I did was, as far as like, how did I get in those areas and in those rooms was relationships, right? Mm -hmm. By me paying um, some cash or paying some credit to get inside of a room, I met somebody who I never knew. And they seen the value in me and asked me to come in those rooms in those areas and the doors just continued to open, right? Um, so I, I wouldn't say I'm the smartest or the wisest or anything of that nature. All I did was um, I believed in myself enough to invest into myself to get in certain rooms that opened up new doors for me. Gotcha. So how did you overcome? Did you ever have a fear of public speaking and stuff like that? Like, how did you practice and be able to kind of take that first step, though? Um, I mean, I, I still do have a fear sometimes. Right. I don't think I don't think anyone just totally get over that. Um, right. But to say, you know, um, you got to understand that the impact is more it has to be stronger than the fear itself, right? Um, right. So, um, just having a desire to actually want to help somebody and not just wanting to do it for the money, mm -hmm. I think you you would have a better opportunity of coming, you know, uh, overcoming those things. Got you. So, how do you help your clients, your credit repair clients, right, when they want to mm -hmm. build their credit? And of course, like, you know, everyone's always excited the most during the consultation calls, during things like that, but after the consultation calls and real life starts to set back in, how do you help them build their credit when they've forgotten? And how do you actually remind them of how much value it is for them to build their credit while, you're, while your company is fixing it? Mm -hmm. That part. So that's another reason why I charge so much because I do offer credit coaching along the way. You know, so I do, you know, try to properly educate them, answer all the questions that they may have. I don't just take their money and just tell them, you know, I see you in six months. Right. So I try to properly educate people, you know, whether you go with my services or not. I just want you to have access to the information, because at the end of the day, um, if when you become better, I become better. When you get what it is, what you want, I get what it is, what I want. So long as I'm serving and putting a seed in you so you can blossom and take care of your family, um, I don't have to worry about what's going to come back to me. Got you. Okay. I love that. So I have, my next question for you is what have been some of the biggest challenges you faced as a credit repair business owner and how have you overcome them? Yeah, some, some of the biggest challenges that I faced was actually getting clients to commit to the process. Right. So I, I started, you know, once I charged that $175, I was giving people the option to pay monthly. But, you know, when they didn't want to pay the for the um, credit monitoring service or they didn't want to pay that next fee for that next round of letters to go out, that's when I started charging them a whole bunch of money. Right. Because the Bible said that your your heart follows the po your pocketbook. Right. So yeah. by to a lot of money you're gonna pay a lot of attention right so right. um so so i overcame that by charging them a lot of money so they could ask the right questions so they could go ahead and get what it is that they desire got you okay all right and stuff so for did you have like a really really big difference in mindset shift when you like immediately when you started charging more or how did that work 
Um, I want to say immediately, um, but it it was a mentorship program that I invested in. Um, it was $21,000. And what it was is that he said that, you know, um, when you invest that type of money, um, it, it, it knocks something off of you where you're no longer scared to charge that type of money. Right. Right. Um, so it's like, you can't, you can't leave where you will not go. Right. Mm. You can't, you can't, you can't, it's hard for somebody to charge a lot of money if they're not willing to pay a lot of money. Right. right? So it's easier for me because I invested so much into myself and I understand the value of paying a lot. So mm -hmm. if a client tells me that I charge too much or they don't want to go with my services, I understand the value that I have. And it's okay. You don't have to go with my services. You could go to, I, I have a suggestion for you. So somebody else you could go ahead and go to, you know, because I understand the value that I'm going to give to that client. So um, me charging a lot, I don't believe it's a lot because at the end of the day, the results that you're going to get is tenfold from what you're going to pay in the first place. Literally. And if we're just talking about just a few of the results from fixing your credit alone and investing and implementing and executing and stuff there, you can get real estate, you can flip houses, you can get approved for funding of over 50,000, 80,000, 100,000. So you charging um, like 2,100 or 3,000 or 5,000 or whatever the high number is and stuff there, honestly, it no matter what it is, it's going to be an investment, right? So things like that. No, I absolutely adore that. I love it. So how did you achieve um, an 800 plus credit score and what tips do you have for others looking to improve their credit watching? Yeah, so the 800 credit score that I have, um, I achieved that over time. Right. Um, so to achieve an 800 credit score, from my experience, you got to have at least 20 plus accounts, whether those open or closed. You know, a lot of people got, you know, four or five accounts looking to get an 850 credit score, but it's not going to happen. You got to build that over time. Right? right. You have to make your payments on time. You have to keep your credit card utilization low. Right. You have to have age on your account. You know, you can manipulate that a bit, um, but still you, your primary account still have to age over time. Right. So that's how I achieved the 800 credit score. And what I tell people a lot, you know, um, the personal credit is just the foundation. You want to lay that foundation so strong to the point where you could go ahead and leverage that to get access to the business credit. And that's when the games really begin. Right. I got you. And stuff. So what do you think is the first step for someone um, that, let's say now they got a 780, they are... Um, finally laid that at least a pretty sturdy foundation and now they um have acquired their first twenty thousand dollars in business credit what do you think would be the first things that they should do that would be the best cash flow options for them um the best thing i would suggest is to go ahead and use that and invest into a mentorship program word okay <laughs> what kind though there's so many different kinds what well, kind I of mentorship depending on the investment that you're looking to invest into so I wouldn't tell you to just go ahead and park that into a, a stock if you don't understand stocks. I wouldn't tell you to put that into a property if you don't understand real estate flipping. I wouldn't tell you to go put that into starting a business if you don't understand business, right? So um, everything that you produce on the outside of you is uh, a reflection of what's going on the inside of you. So you want to go ahead and change what's going on the inside so you can always continue to get those results on the outside. 
Mm, okay, I love that. So what if somebody is has a fear though, right? Of making those really, really big investments into mentorship um, because they are like, maybe they're worried that they won't be able to get that money back. What would you say to them? I would say, you know, start small, start small. You know, you can start with a hundred dollar course, $300 course. Right. You know, I started, I started with a $500 course. You know, you don't, you're not just going to go from not knowing anything to investing into something large at that, at that magnitude, but what you will do, you can start small. So you can start to understand the value on what it is where you plant your seeds at. Mm, got you. So I love that. All right. So how do you feel like the church has helped you like your your relationship like in your church community has helped you with your credit repair business and things like that um i mean i would say not at all really <laughs> no disrespect but not at all um Got you. you know um it's hard for people to invest into you when when they know you for who you was right right um, um i wouldn't i say how it helped me is my faith in god you know, uh, developing my faith in God caused me to try to 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 seek out God more. And the more that I seek, the more he revealed himself to me and the more that he redirected my paths. Right. So I would say the church helped me in my ways by seeking God, him redirecting my paths and, and allowing me to come across the people that he designed for me to serve so I could go ahead and achieve the things that I've achieved today. I love that. So how do you balance this stuff there being a dad? And stuff there. Um, I know you're expecting another little one on the way. Congratulations. <laughs> and being a business owner, how do you actually juggle everything? Because you make it look kind of easy. I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> And I'm sure others that have followed your platform feel the same. So what is your secret towards making family a priority and your business? Um, My secret, I would say my secret is faith man i i gotta i gotta bring it back to god because they say you know a, a man you know god is supposed to be the head then the family you know then the money right so i try to follow that blueprint you know i seek out god he brings me the clients i serve the clients it pays me profits i make enough money so i have enough time so so understand this queen profits outweighs wages a lot of people can't balance that is because they're they're using they trade a lot of their time for a little bit of someone else's money rather than using their money to buy back their time. So the, so the name of the game and understanding that it's easier to make a lot of money in a short period of time than it is to make a little bit of money over a long period of time. But you have to understand the principles behind that. And you can learn that from the biblical scripture. And it shows you how to become a business owner. Mm -hmm. I believe, I believe that you know, God created all of us to be entrepreneurs. I believe God created all of us to be business owners. And the way that he laid it out in Genesis chapter one, not only did he tell us what he did, but he told us how he did. It and he gave us a blueprint on what it is that we need to do to achieve those things. Right. So by just following his blueprint and his layout, it allows me to buy back my time so I can spend it with my family. Goodness. So were you able to see the were you able to see the business part and the biblical scripture and stuff there the first time you read it? Or did it take you a few times and a few mentors before it clicked? So I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. That's a long book. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I've tried to read through it a few times and stuff there. Um, for those don't know, who don't know, I'm a non-denominational Christian and stuff there. I'm more spiritual than religious and stuff there. But, you know, 
and stuff there. So, um, but I'm still, I, I still like, you know, give them the glory and stuff there for all of the um, milestones and accomplishments because I know I'm not doing it by myself. So how do you see, like, you know what I mean? Like how? <laughs> so this would have done, I'm, and me too, Queen, I'm not religious. I am spiritual. So um, so Matthew 6, 33, this would this did it all for me, Queen. Matthew 6, 33 states, um, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink and don't worry about what you're going to wear. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things to be added to you. So I'm going to say that again. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink and don't worry what you're going to wear. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things to be added to you. So you got to ask yourself, what is the kingdom of God? Right? Right. This is my beliefs. You know, God is the king of the universe god is the king of all kings jesus said i'm the king of kings and the lord of lords right so if god is the king of the universe right and he created me in his image i'm a little king right so if i yield myself to god as sovereign king of my life he makes me a king to rule over my assignment and i rule over my assignment by serving each and every person that come across my path but i won't i won't understand that until until I first seek him. See, when I seek him, he reveals my purpose to me. And when he revealed my purpose to me, I know I, I can get in alignment with my assignment. And when I get in alignment with my assignment, I can serve the people he put me here to serve and I can start making profits and start working for wages. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I love that. That's, all right. So so who when exactly did you when did you fall in love with the Bible? And so, um, about two years ago. What so made I you? Uh, so I, I started seeking God when I was about twenty years old. Okay. Um, but what made me fall in love with it was I. So when I first got exposed to God, the reason being is because I didn't have no mother. So when my my girlfriend got pregnant with our first daughter, I I I made the decision that I didn't want her to go through the things that I wanted that I uh, went through. So I started to seek out of God was real and he started to reveal himself to me. So 10 years later, um, after all the trials and tribulations and things of that nature, right. you know, um, life just started getting real, man. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I had a lot of responsibility. I say that I had a lot of responsibility and what did it was I met a guy. I met a guy. Um, but let me rewind a little bit, Queen. Let me rewind a little bit because I, I I can't skip steps. I can't skip I steps. I feel you. Take your time because I'm loving every minute of it. Yeah, so I can't I can't skip steps. So um I come from a dark background. I used to be in the streets and things of that nature, right? Okay. Um, so what happened was I was trying to seek change. I just didn't know which way to turn. And what I did was I decided to start going to church. And as I started going to church, um, it was this prophet. He looked me in my eyes. He said, God, he said, God want me to tell you something. And I said, what's that? He said, God told me to tell you to stop trying to be like your cousins. And I'm like, man, bro, you don't know me. Like, what are you talking about? Right. Mm. Exactly what it is, what he was talking about. Years later, um, I got, I, I started getting tired again. Right. And I started seeking again. And he revealed himself to me again. And at this yeah. point, 
the pastor told me on Resurrection Sunday, it was, was it seven years? It was seven years ago from this year. And what happened was he said, on Resurrection Sunday, come dress as the person that you want to be, right? I always desired to be like something with a suit, right? But I didn't own the suit or tie none of those things. So I went to Macy's, I got a button up and I got some slacks and I went to church, right? Mm -hmm. So as I'm seeking, the closer I'm getting to him, the more, the closer he's getting to me. That day, my daughter tapped me and the preacher was preaching good, right? My daughter tapped me and she said, daddy, I got to go to the bathroom. I said, hold on, baby, man, the preacher preaching good. She said, no, daddy, I got to go right now, right? She said, I got to go right now. So what happened was I got up to go take her to the bathroom and my, my, my wife, my girlfriend at the time, she grabbed me from the back and she said, the pastor is calling me to the front of the church. And I said, well, hold on, I got to take her to the bathroom. And the pastor, you know, I heard him over the speaker. She said, this is how, this is how the devil gets you to lose, try to get you to miss your blessing, right? So I ended up going to the front of the church and he put this X across my chest and he told me I was going to be a check writer. He told me I was going to be an entrepreneur. I didn't know nothing about none of these things, right? So um, fast forward from that. Oh yeah, and he told me I was going to be wealthy in 18 months, right? So- Okay. And, yeah, so in the midst of all those things, I went broke. Okay. <laughs> I went broke and um, I found myself in, in, in a bad spot where I went back to what it was, what I knew how to do, and I made money than I ever did, right? Right. And doing that, um, I'm like, man, God, I'm just really about to be wealthy. Out of ignorance. I said that out of ignorance. And what happened was I ended up losing everything on top of that. And that's when I went to go get my CDLs. I went to go get my CDLs for all the wrong reasons. Everything that the devil had planned for me for bad, God turned around for his good. And that's when God isolated me from the world. That's when I opened up the Bible for myself. And that's when I start studying credit for myself, right? So in the midst of me doing those things and going through my transition, God was redirecting my steps without me even noticing it, right? So that's why I started helping people for free with credit and things of that nature, because I seen something where like, man, we don't, don't, don't nobody got to go to prison no more. We don't, uh, you know, don't nobody got to, you know, die no more. None of those things chasing, you know, robbing, stealing and killing for money. In all reality, it's this thing called credit that we all got access to. Right. We all got access to, but we just don't know nothing about it. And we don't know that it exists. So right. for me to be able to share that information with others, it was like a, like an illumination, like it was like a light bulb that went off, man, that helped so many people. And not, with me not even realizing it, God put something on me. He used my story for me to go ahead and leverage that to serve people, man. Mm. And what's so funny about it is this, right? My company name is King's Management and Consultant, right? Right. Um, I was at this prison one time and I was, and I told myself before I went in that prison, I'm like, man, I'm not going to talk. I'm not talking about God. I'm going in here. I'm about to get these guys this financial literacy and that's it. Right. I went in there and I, I, I spoke, I told my story and it was this inmate. And he said, he said, Hey King, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. He said, was it your hard work or was it your hard work? And I said, King, I don't understand your question. He said, was it you or was it God? And at that moment, I said, man, I can't avoid it. Can I tell you the truth, right? And then I poured everything out, right? Mm -hmm. And 
at the end of it, everybody came up to me at the end and they said, and he pointed at me. He said, boy, you just don't know what God got planned for you. Right. So my uncle, I was talking to my uncle one day and I'm going I'm to cut it off at this. I, I love it. Keep going. <laughs> so I was talking to my uncle one day and I was telling him, I said, hey, unk, like, I don't know why, but everything that I do, I can't stop talking about God. And he said, he said, Neff, have you ever looked at the name of your company? I said, yes, Kings Management and Consultant. He said, no, like, have you ever really paid attention to it? I said, KMC, I named it Kings Management and Consultant. He said, no. He said, you're the man. He said, the reason why you can't stop talking about God is because you're the manager and you're the consultant of the king. And it blew my mind when he said that because it, it made me understand what God was molding me to. He was molding me to 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 teach the kingdom right how i was telling you i learned all those things that in the streets and i learned all that stuff the wealth strategies and i was learning kingdom principles and for me to be able to bring all that full circle i'm able to teach people things that they don't even know exist right so i believe you know um you're supposed the, the the more familiar you are with the truth the harder it is to be deceived by a lie so the more familiar you are with God's word, the more word that you get into you, the more blessing that pours out of you. But most people don't tap into the word because they they think that they don't understand it, that they can't comprehend it. So for me to be able to learn biblical principles, kingdom principles, wealth strategies, and learn it and, and learn and go through all the struggles that I went through, I'm able to break it all down into their terms so I could teach them how to build wealth from a biblical perspective. So my mentorship is called Kingdoms Living, Kingdoms Living Mentorship. I love that. I don't I don't feel like any of my other questions are going to be as good as the last one, but I'm going to try. (laughs) (laughs) I was over here holding back tears. I absolutely adore it because it's so motivating and stuff there. And it's so raw and real for people that have honestly been below down, right? Below the poverty line doing things that they should not have been doing. We, everyone doesn't have a perfect past or a clean past and things of that nature, but I know that we're all trying the best we can, right? And I know that a lot of people that also watch my platform are still going through their hardest struggle right now, right? They're still in the middle of their trial and tribulation. And Mm -hmm. so um, one of the most, honestly, one of the, one of the best moments and stuff there for me when I was um when I used to sell food trailers was getting letters from the um the kings that were honestly in prison that were like, Amen, I haven't I haven't mm-hmm. done what I was supposed to up until this point, but I want to change that. And mm-hmm. some people sent you my info and um, you know, I've I've been working on my credit in here and I, I want to learn how to basically employ myself when I get out and stuff because you could you hit me up with the info and I was like oh okay like I didn't know we were all connected like that you know because because when you're in the middle of it and you're just like doing your business you post on Facebook sometimes I was still had a fear at public speaking and things like that I didn't know that I was serving people in all types of life like I honestly didn't know everyone or like people that I didn't know knew I existed and stuff there that I was worthy of helping everyone that was down the dumps and stuff because I knew God was still working on me too so like I love your story so much so I want to ask real quick um 
what would you say to somebody watching this right now that is trying to get out of that old life to commit to their new life and kind of give God their best self? Like, what would you say to them? I'm going to say this. You have to understand who you are. You are a king or you are a queen. You won't understand who you are until you tap into whose you are. And once you tap into whose you are, he will reveal to you who you are. Understand Genesis chapter one. He said in the beginning, God created, right? He's the creator of all creation and he made us in his image and after his likeness, meaning he created us to create stuff and he made us to make stuff. So until we tap into our creative space so we can make the world a better place, that's when all of your abundance is going to be released to you. Because the first thing that he told us to do is be fruitful and multiply. Ask yourself, what is a fruit? A fruit is a living organism whose seed is within itself that replenishes itself. So if I was to eat this apple and plant these seeds into the ground and water, it's going to grow into an apple tree and produce hundreds and thousands of more apples. So when God say be fruitful, he's saying produce on the outside of you from what he put on the inside of you. You have to get away from society and everything that they're telling you that you're not and tap into the king so he can reveal to you who you are. And once you reveal who you are, you can serve the people that he put you where to serve and you would never have to worry about money another day in your life. I love that. Okay. So when it comes to finding the people or helping the people find you so that you can serve them, right? Kind of thing there. You have mastered, in my mind, getting exposure organically on your Facebook. Like, I'm always seeing hundreds of shares, thousands of shares and stuff there. Do you have any suggestions for how people can also obtain that type of exposure on their platforms as well, especially Facebook? Be all the way honest, I would just <laughs> stay consistent and just add value. <laughs> That, that's that's the best answer that I have because I honestly don't even know. So many, <laughs> so many people tell me about my about my engagement in my Facebook and stuff like this is all, all, all God honest truth. I honestly don't know. I just wake up every day with the intention to add some type of value and I try to post it at the same time. So mm -hmm. me, if it's six o'clock in the morning or 11 o'clock, try to post around that same time, but not about things that's irrelevant to life, not about things that's going to discourage people, not, not about things that's going to tear somebody else down, but always be on the lookout to try to lift somebody else up. See, the better that you become, the better that you could go ahead and help somebody else become. So the more that you pour into yourself, the more that you could pour out into somebody else's cup, right? So meaning the best way to do it is filling yourself up with so much value that you don't have, but that you can't even hold it no more. You have to give it away for free. Right? Just give it away. Just, just give it away. And once you give it away, it's going to reach the right people. And once you reach the right people, they're going to ask the right questions and they become your client. I love that. Okay. And so if there's a post around the right time, make sure you don't post no foolishness, post of value. Right. So mm -hmm. I wish I could say run ads because I never ran ads before, but I would say, honestly, like, honestly, become a person of value, become a person of value. Just that's, that's all I could, I wish I could say, click this button and 
flip this switch. I, I wish I could, but I honestly can't. I just say stay consistent, even when you think it ain't working, it's working. The right. Bible says in, in, in all labor, there, I mean, I think it say uh in all labor, there's work. So meaning even when it's not working for you, it's still working on you. Right. Right. So yeah, so continue to keep going, being persistent, continue to persevere. And and when it's ready to break through, it's gonna break through. That's amazing. Okay. Okay, cool. So you've never run ads before. How is that possible that you have achieved this level of success? Like last year, I believe you posted that you made your first hundred thousand dollar day, right? That's crazy. How did you do that without like any ads and stuff like that? So that was that's leverage. So okay. leveraging credit, right? Purchasing a property, purchasing a property and selling it. I would have never been able to do that if I was working a nine to five um, and having enough cash to purchase the property. So by just me having good credit, it allowed me to buy money at a discount, right? I put a down payment down. They purchased the property. The value of the real estate went up and I sold it and I walked away with a hundred grand. Got you. That's amazing. And congratulations. Because that's huge, right? So, like, what is your what's your thoughts on tax liens and deeds? I'm just curious. Tax liens and deeds. Um, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not fluent in that area, but I would say it's a good thing, right? Um, it's a lot of people that need help, right? That's a that's a big gap, or that's a that's a big part of the industry where a lot of people is hurting at, right? So, if you could find a way to add value to those people and and, and re remove them from their pain, you can make a lot of money doing that. Right. I wanted to know what your like, um, what your thoughts are on it and stuff like that. Cause a lot of people are like, oh, I can do that to somebody like buy a person's house and stuff there that like, you know, on just, just from the taxes alone. Right. Cause you don't have a mortgage anymore and stuff, depending on, you know, there's different regulations and laws and stuff like that. But, and then like the, the thought process of like the average person is usually like you know like you're getting their house now you're kicking the old people out and now you have like bad karma i wouldn't say it's bad karma you know i would say you know it's a blessing right. for you to allow somebody else who don't care about that person to do it right you can reach out to that person and visit them and let them know what's going on and if they don't take action they're gonna lose their property right there we go right so they might be more willing to go ahead and sell it to you at a discount rather than just losing everything. Exactly. Exactly. See, I I like that. Okay. No, that that's dope. So how, can you tell me about the particular like most memorable experience you had after making $100,000 in a single day and what advice would you give to someone who is interested in investing in themselves but may be hesitant to spend a large amount of money? Um, I would say the, the, you, can you ask me that question one more of time? Of course I can. So what's the most memorable, um, moment for you from making a hundred thousand dollars in a day and the advice you would give to someone else who's interested in investing in them themselves, but just hesitant to spend the bread? Um, I'll say the most memorable <laughs> is actually see, seeing it hit the bank account, right? Hey. Um, but it also it also broke me to a whole new, new level of thinking and, and, and breaking that limitation and understanding that it's easier to make a lot of money in a short period of time than it is to make a little bit of money over a long period of time. It's just all about having access to the tools, right? And just being in a position to take advantage of opportunity. Um, the, the second part of your question was... Oh, 
Um, what advice would you give to someone who's interested in having those same moments that you had last year, but are hesitant towards taking that first step? Um, I would say just do it. You know, um, everything that you want is on the other side of fear, right? You don't know how high you could fly until you jump, right? So mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, um, we got to be willing to take risks. You know, the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. But at the end of the day, if you don't take no risk at all, all you got left is regrets. So I would say just go, just go for it. Right. Okay. Day, the beautiful thing about credit is that, or even cash, it can, it can, you can get that back. You know, um, time is more valuable than money. People value money more than they value time. So you can't get time back, but you can always get money back. Money is only a tool. Always understand that cash and credit can always be replaced, but time can't. Right. So meaning, if you make a mistake on some money at least you still won. You 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 might have lost the money, but you learned a lesson. And that lesson is going, in the next stage, is going to be a blessing for you. Literally. Because you can always make more money, y'all. It's not money. going nowhere. Mm -hmm. Like, and stuff. And it took me a long time for me to realize that at one point, I remember starting my credit repair company and um, my son was four months and stuff. And I was so held up on, I wasn't thinking of money as a tool. I was thinking of it as everything like yeah. like you know what I mean I was thinking of it as like an emotional string as if it was like a person or something you know what I'm saying and so I was like oh man I don't want to do this to people I'm gonna charge them I'm a I'm gonna charge them like $25 I'm, I'm, I'm honestly the same way um <laughs> like I would literally give somebody the whole entire blueprint and they won't pay me anything because they got everything that they needed to go um, do what it is, what they needed to do. And that's, that's that's something that I still deal with today. But at the end of the day, it's like I, I got this I got this con this confliction that I deal with on a daily basis because I honestly want to see everybody win. Right. You know, I honestly want to see everybody win. And at the end of the day, nine times out of 10, they end up coming back down the road anyway, because when you don't invest, you when you don't pay, you don't pay attention. People don't see people don't value what they what they don't see as valuable. So meaning like I could give you my whole entire blueprint. If if you're not invested into that, you're not going to do what it takes to be able to make that happen. You know what yeah. I mean? People. So so it, it, it's three different types of people, man. You just got to stay away. It's either be willing to serve the people who can't serve you. Right. And don't worry about if they charging you, but at, I mean, paying you. But at the end of the day, man, it's always going to be cheap people in this world, man. And it's always going to be people that see your value. But at the end of the day, you you win and either you you win and because you're giving them something that they never had. And it's the law of reciprocity. Right. Um, even if you don't get it back from them, you get it back from somewhere else. Right. No, I'm huge in that and stuff. I'm a huge believer in it because I have been. um I've I've prospered from it before. I've seen it with my own eyes, you guys. Um, uh, what is it? 2021 had my first eight thousand dollar day. Um, 2022 had my first fifteen thousand dollar month. I was on the floor. Man, I was on the floor. That's so it's so powerful, man. It's like it's like once you taste blood, like you can't you can't go back to it. You know what I mean? You, you can't. You really really can't and stuff there because you you want once you see the what what did cardi b say success leave clues follow the blueprint 
yelled, screamed it to the top of the lungs of that microphone. I was like, I hope somebody's listening. Look, I've had I've had the eviction before and stuff there. I've had the eviction notice before and stuff there. I know what fear is. Yeah. That's yeah. you can't help nobody if you outside and they outside. <laughs> like and another thing too, um, fear is necessary. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I'm learning this to this day. Just say, for example, right? If you had a have you ever had a dog? And yeah, I have I had a boxer. Right. So just imagine if your dog was the most friendliest dog. You want your dog to feel fear because if somebody was to break into your home, you don't want that dog just greeting them and licking on them and stuff like that. You want the dog to fear fear to take action to protect what it is what you built, right? So meaning it's like it's like we get so comfortable in my ways, and I'm guilty of this. We get so comfortable in our ways where um, it'll break us all the way down to become fearful. But the fear, sometimes the fear is what's needed that's going to get you off your butt to go ahead and take the action to do what it is that you need to do. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all a learning experience. You know what I mean? So um, just understand, man, that fear is that fear is there to make you stronger. You know, that pain that you're going through is preparing you for what God got prepared for you. We, If we don't go through it, we'll never get to it. So you got to go through with the things that you got to go through to get to what it is what God is calling you to. Right. No, I amen. That's a whole word in itself. Right. So, and so when it comes to your credit repair business and stuff there, what are your future goals for that? Um, my future goals is to teach others how to start their own credit repair business, right? So they can learn how to make six figures from the comfort of their home. Um, but that, um, at the end of the day, man, my one of my major goals in life is to become an international speaker. You know, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I got faith that it's going to happen. So I got to mold myself, you know, work on my communication skills, you know, continue to, you know, to become the person I need to be to be able to do that thing. Right. So I give you by 2025. Right, I it'll happen that. for you. It'll happen for you. I mean, after looking at, I mean, like, look, a lot of people look at the growth of someone in one year and think that it was only that one year. Don't mm-hmm. worry. I understand it was years to make mm-hmm. that one year happen, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. But you you laid such a beautiful, honest foundation. I don't, I don't see why your platform wouldn't grow, right? Mm-hmm. And stuff there. And as you already know, me and my family are a fan over here. We are supporters. So if there's anything we can ever do to help you grow, we're down for it. Um, mm-hmm. I am a fan of the show Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, this is going somewhere. <laughs> who are a few of your favorite business owners um professional speakers things out there where you love looking to hearing speak look up to things of that nature um some of my favorite um is a guy named Myron Golden um a guy named Jim Rome um David I, I always mix up his name but his name is David Emonitier um, so these are some of the greatest guys that um, had a large impact on my life. Um, so uh, I would say those three. Um, but other than that, um, that's pretty much it for the most part. I, I try to keep I try to keep I try to keep my um, the people who I listen to small. You know, you got to you got to watch who has your ear. Because the person who has your ear has your heart and they're going to lead you in that direction. So I don't try to put myself all over the place. You know what I mean? So um, I do read a lot of books and things of that nature, too. Um, I like Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. You know, um, I like Miles Monroe. Um, I like uh, 
a lot of great people that with a lot of great influence that's actually teaching truth and not just teaching you things that's magical. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, so, right. What are your thoughts on like um what's your thoughts on meditation and the law of attraction? Uh me personally, I don't know how to meditate, never have. Um, but the law of attraction, I, I think that's real. I, I think that, you know, uh, you 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 don't get what you want. You get what you are, you know. So the more that you become and the things that you desire, you will attract, attract that into your life. Um, it just becomes a magnet, you know. Um, I, I, I like looking at it from a biblical perspective, but at the same time, the law of attraction is real, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, you attract the person who you are. Right. If you want to attract high level people, you got to become a high level person. If you want if you want to live a premium life, you got to pay a premium price. You know what I mean? So you got to do what it is. If you want to attract abundance in your life. You have to get in a room of abundance so you know what it feel like, because once a mind is stretched, it can't go back to its original form. So if you think that you know it all, you don't know nothing at all. So you got to get in the room to see what it feel like so you can get a hold of that emotion and that emotion to go ahead and enter into you so you can go ahead and attract those things to your life. Right, because you got to see it and feel it and then execute it, right? And stuff and there. I'm learning from you. You got to <laughs> see it. If you don't see it, if you've never been exposed to it, you don't know it exists. See, your level of exposure determines your level of success. If, you, if you've never seen it, you're going you're gonna to always plateau. And what I like to say, when you plateau, you must sow. So you're going to have to continue to sow those seeds to go ahead and reap that harvest. I love that. So let's say somebody is watching this right now and they're like, okay, this is the fire I needed to mm -hmm. light under me, right? And they're saving up to work with you. Because I'm speaking this to into existence, right? Mm -hmm. And so what happens is they're like, okay, I have this problem though, where I keep doing really amazing and I have momentum and then I lose it. Mm -hmm. What's your advice? <laughs> um, my advice is um, when the when the motivation goes away, the discipline kicks in. So you gotta you gotta discipline yourself on a daily basis, man, because you're gonna lose that momentum many times. So you gotta work on that discipline that you got. And once you work on that discipline and you build that habit out, um, the momentum gonna come back and it's gonna catapult you to a whole nother level. Right. Oh, I love that. Now, I know I have picked your brain so, so much and I appreciate you because I know that we've been talking for a little over time, um, but I am keeping time at the clock. I promise I am. Mm -hmm. um, so I know you said the difference between the rich and the poor is information, right? And stuff there. So I know you named a couple books in the beginning and stuff there, but do you have like your five best books of all time that you love? Um, yes. The first one is the Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth, right? Uh, the next one is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Uh, the next one after that is Outwitting the Devil. Um, next one is Miles Monroe, A Man with a Purpose. And the last one, uh, the last one, I would say um, a leadership book by uh, John Maxwell, because um, I believe leadership is like the number one industry that you need to learn so you could go ahead and achieve the goals that you want to achieve. I love that. I love that. Oh man. Goodness. I am and when when is your baby due? October. Congratulations. Are you guys all ready? 
not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are going to get ready and stuff there. Please let your wife know that me and my family say congratulations as well. I'm so proud of you guys and everything that you have achieved and accomplished, right? So I want to know, do you have any like uh, closing words for the people watching and stuff there that you can kind of lay on our hearts? I would say just believe in yourself. Just believe in yourself. Because the more you believe in yourself, you can achieve anything what it is that you desire and always keep God first. Because he believes in you, and when you believe in you, the sky, well, I can't even say the sky's the limit. There is no limit, right? Shoot for the moon, because even if you miss, you still land amongst the stars. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I, love, I love that. And then where can people find you? TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, So I have Facebook and I have Instagram. On Facebook, you can find me at Keith Herring. Mm -hmm. um, on Instagram, you can find me at King247 underscore. Perfect. And um, lastly, I've said lastly like 15 times, so I promise this one's like for sure this time. <laughs> so um, if somebody is uh, like, oh man, okay, look, um, as soon as my taxes hit, maybe they got them done late. No shade, y'all. It's cool. We've all been there. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> got their tax and they're like, I'm about to pour it all into Key because. Mm -hmm. I know that he's going to understand me in a way that perhaps their other mentors have not, right? Because um, I'm not a person that believes that every mentor is for everybody. Sure. I don't think I'm for everybody. Not at all. I'm like, I'm like really confident in that. And mm -hmm. uh, what is it? I spoke to someone just yesterday and stuff there. I was like, y'all look, I see in my inbox, I appreciate you. But there mm -hmm. are certain things that I don't do that others specialize in, right? Um, the way you are able to lead people and stuff there in, um, I wrote it down, wrote it down early, business from a biblical perspective, genius. It's amazing. It's amazing. My family, um, I told you earlier and stuff there, right? Like I'm Christian and stuff there. I'm like not denominational. So like I'm on the tree of Christianity, but I don't have a branch. <laughs> and stuff there right so and my my family as I was growing up my mother was always looking for her perfect church home she comes from a small town in Virginia and so you know it's hard to find that that love when everybody used to know your name when you walk through the door right so we were church hoppers <laughs> and stuff there so I've always had to work really really hard and staying focused on the word and not on a new scenery so for me, my journey is still going on a biblical perspective. Mm. Um, I I love the way you're able to like nurture your audience, your your clients, I'm sure, and stuff there in your mentees in that manner. And that is why I suggest for people to lean to you and look to you for assistance. I think that it'd be a great, um, a, I think it'd be a great opportunity, right? So for people that are like, okay, I'm about to sign up for your mentorship, what can they expect to get from you within the first 90 days of being under your wing? The first 90 days, you will find out who you are. You will find out who, what your purpose are, what tree it is that you produce out here in life, right? Um, you will you will find, you will learn everything about credit, business credit, business structure. You know, you will learn everything about leverage. You will learn everything about partnerships. You will learn everything about um, life insurance, the importance of that, um, everything that's got to do with finances, 
right? Um, because I believe everybody, I want to say everybody is is made to be rich, but I, I, I do believe that everybody has a gift within themselves that will help them become financially free, right? So we 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 teach a lot of truth in the, in this mentorship class where um you will dig deep within yourself to find out what it is what you need to deliver to the marketplace. Gotcha. I love that. And you guys definitely follow Keith on all of his social media platforms. Um connect with him if you have any questions, of course comment below if you enjoyed this interview um if you have any questions we would love to answer them for you um thank you guys so much for thank you keith for being here i appreciate you you let me pick your brain for so long today and i really value it i just want to let you and your wife know if she's still in the vicinity hey tell her i said thank you (laughs) And Seth there, I really appreciate you. I value your time and your energy and stuff. Um, you came on here and literally just you you gave it to us raw uncut, and I appreciate that. You didn't any fillers, none at all. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you, and I'm sure the audience does as well. Thank you. Um, anytime. So thank you guys so much for tuning in for this episode of the Holiday Impact, and I will see you guys on the next episode. Bye.